You know, I think any kind of shared experience can help when you're a coach. And we've got a couple guys with experience in it. But in the end, uh, when that ball tips up, it's all about those guys on that court. You know, you got to get them ready, but they got to be able to handle the pressure. Um, they've got to be able to play through adversity. Uh, they've got to be consistent over three days. One thing I always do share with them, there's no more fun in basketball. Well, I say that. There's not much more fun in basketball than winning in St. Louis. And I feel very confident in our team against anyone. Uh, it doesn't matter what school you name, I'm going to be confident in our team. So it really is just a matter of taking care of the ball on our side of the net. You know, when we're passing well, we win the match. It is, there's a direct correlation. So I think for us, the first and most important thing we have to focus on is our health. Um, you need to just use your strengths at their highest level. Well, obviously, if you, if we look at the Eastern game and then the game they uh, played the day before, that's a 46 nothing victory and a 48-10 victory. So what stands out to you? The impressive offensive numbers. You've got Brady Davis, who's throwing the lights out of the ball. Spencer Schnell is tearing it up as a receiver. Um, and then you've got, obviously, Markel Smith and James Robinson. I think they're the backbone of this offense. You know, injuries can almost always hinder a team season, especially when it happens to your key players. As we But I really like how you said these young women are stepping up. You know, we have freshmen, sophomores who really didn't see any playing time last year, so it's really, they're still kind of like freshmen on the court. There's no question that uh, fans are frustrated, and I'm sure there's people um, in athletics who are frustrated with the way the season ended. I mean, Dan would tell you that he's probably frustrated uh, with the way that the season ended. Um, there is no question that the team fell short of the expectations that it had. Uh, yeah, there's no question. Dan Muller was brought in here to win basketball games, and, and uh, they should have probably done that a little bit more often than they did this year. Yeah, definitely. There's been... Even just in this short season, it's like we said, Steve Holmes' first season as a Redbird head coach. We've seen a big culture change. You know, these guys, they're here to win. They know they can win. A lot of excitement in the team and surrounding the team. These guys know how good they are, and they know what they're capable of, and they're finally getting that recognition. Hey, everybody. Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, and ISU Redbird alum. Hey, Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 35th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you this afternoon on May 20th, 2019, welcoming listeners to the 35th episode of Will's fifth quarter special. I'm here as your host for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where we're covering what we'd like to do every other episode in collegiate sports. It's the Redbird Sports Update, where we cover all things Redbird athletics going on, that, most importantly at that time frame, for the average alum and student on the campus of Illinois State University. So we have a very exciting topic going on in Redbird athletics that we're covering as the Illinois State baseball team. One year after naming Steve Holm, former Purdue pitching coach, to take the helm of the Illinois State Redbird baseball program in Bloomington Normal, he has led them to a 32-win season as they have become the conference champions in the Missouri Valley Conference and will be the second seed in the upcoming MVC baseball tournament, which is being hosted on the campus of Illinois State University at Delphi Bass Field starting Wednesday for the Redbirds, but it starts Tuesday for the conference, and 
we're going to talk a little bit about Redbird baseball, how they got to this point with the coach, new coach, and how that's really helped the pitching and you know the players. And for the first time on Will's fifth quarter special and in the history of the Redbird Sports Update, we have a WZND sports director on. It is somebody that's been on the show before as a news and sports reporter at the time, but he was recently named the new sports director incoming um, for the fall semester on the campus of Illinois State. So he is uh, spending some time with us today to talk a little bit ISU baseball. Hector Carrion, who's been a regular on the show before, as we mentioned, uh, the new sports new sports director at WZND talked baseball with us. He called the game against Evansville a few days ago, so he goes in depth on that game and uh, kind of how that final regular season series went uh, to finish the Redbird season on a high note. And this is a team that had 22 and 30 record last year, respectively, uh, under Bo Durkak, but they brought in the new coach. They got 32 wins this year, 32 and 22. And Hector and I go really in depth on how that team has changed from last offseason when they finished last season. Uh, losing Owen Miller to the MLB draft, and uh, how they really made it their own this year with their new coach, how it really changed the culture at ISU for, on their baseball team and the program itself, the history of the programs um, in the right place for the future. We talk about the teams they're going to be facing, the Dallas Baptists, the Indiana State, Sycamores, uh, Valpo, Bradley, a lot of these programs where they stack up with the Redbirds right now in the conference standings. Um, as the Redbirds right now, if we look at the record, are 14-7 and seven respectively. But after losing a series to Dallas Baptist, they are uh, second seed, Dallas Baptist's first seed. But we're going to get into that uh, in the interview. So here is my interview with Hector Carrion. So Hector Carrion, he's been, he's been on the show before, but he's coming to Will's fifth quarter special and the Redbird Sports Update in a new role from... WZND's Newton Sports Reporter to now the new sports director at WZND. So first, Hector, congratulations on your new role over at WZND uh, covering Redbird Athletics, now at the helm of the sports department there. And uh, welcome back on, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for that intro. That was a great intro. Um, thank you. Yeah, I'm sports director now. Super excited. Um, you know, I haven't really gotten to do anything with it yet other than currently, I mean, I'm sports director now and as you, I'm sure you know, ISU uh, baseball team's hosting the Valley Tournament, so that's really my first uh, first event to cover as sports director, so I'm super excited about it. Well, yeah, you're the first sports director we've had on from down there, so it's definitely exciting for us as well, both ways, but I'm glad you mentioned baseball. That's what we're going to have to talk about right now in terms of anything exciting Redbird Athletics. The Redbird men's baseball team is a conference champion team now. I mean, you have a new coach come in, you know, after his first season, and season's obviously still going on, but regular season, just incredible strides. So my first question, you saw how the team was under Coach Bo Durkak ending last season. We knew they could get to higher strides. Um, how have you seen this team change from the way they ended last year up to the way they started this 32-win season they're at now? Yeah, you know, it's been a completely different team even just last year under Bo Durkak, and then this year they brought in Steve Holm, who had who was at Purdue. He was a pitching coach over at Purdue before coming to ISU, and he had his fair share of success over there too. He saw a Purdue team um, win a Big Ten championship. He took them to a regional um, so, you know, he had success over there, and he came over here, and it's been the same exact thing. 
like you said, a 32-win Redbird team. They won the conference for the first time since 2013. So it's been six years since they've been able to do that, and they came out in this first season as head coach here at ISU, led his team to a Valley Championship. And, you know, they're even before the Valley Championship, they were uh, getting predicted to be in the 64-team field in the NCAA tournament. Um, so, you know, that's also unprecedented as given the way the team has been playing in recent years. So, you know, it's it's a big culture change. It's, you, that he brought a, a winning culture to this team. They won the conference. Hopefully they can do some damage in the tournament, in the Valley tournament, and then they're going to be in the NCAA tournament as well, and hopefully we can see them make a run there too. Yeah, no, I think Sky's the winner. I think the thing I was most impressed with this year compared to last year, I'm sure you can agree, the pitching was finally where fans have been waiting for it to be. I mean, the talent's there, obviously, with those players, but they were finally able to put all the pieces together with Coach Holm, bringing his pitching experience to ISU. The pitching was incredible this year. I only went down for one game, but they look really good on the mound for ISU this year. Yeah, and that was really one of their big struggles last year was the offense was there, and they'd get those quality outings out of the starters, but then the bullpen would come in, and they just they couldn't close the game out, and then even last year we saw starters struggle and the bullpen come in and be able to close the game out. But ultimately that was the main issue with the team last year was the inconsistency of their pitching staff. And this year their staff's been super consistent. That offense has been there and it's translated over to 32 wins and a Missouri Valley Conference regular season championship. Now, if I'm correct, you got to call one of those games the last few days that led to that conference championship, if I'm correct. Why don't you fill us in a little bit about uh, calling that game and just kind of seeing where the players are from the beginning of the season to this point, like how they've really progressed. Yeah, so I, I was on the call this past Friday in the final series against Evansville. Um, Thursday, ISU won 11-2, to so it was an easy win for them. And after that game, that's when they were the one win away from clinching the championship. Um, unfortunately, they did lose the game I was on the call, um, but then they ended up winning on Saturday, which – clinch that title but we saw this team have a lot of success even in the beginning of the season you know um this redbird team they came out out of the gates super hot they were ranked at one point early on and then we saw them it was the game they lost they lost a game to u of i it was a tough game icu went down to champagne you know kind of a rivalry game an in-state rivalry game um the university of illinois did win that game and then from there we saw isu go on and lose seven straight games so, you know, people kind of started panicking. You know, the team started out hot, went on a long losing streak, but then they turned things around and never looked back after that losing streak. They Everything started clicking again for them, and they they started. They kept winning games, and they are where they are now as Missouri Valley Conference champs. Yeah, and I think I'm looking at the conference. We're always, I feel, Dallas Baptist has always been there, I think, especially the last few years. Yeah. Uh, Evansville, Indiana State, Bradley. Um, Indiana State is now 13-8 and eight this year. It looks like they improved a pretty good amount this year, like ISU has, respectively. So, if you're Illinois State, you're seeing these teams coming up, um, you know, closely record-wise, you know, tied in uh, at 14-7 and seven with Dallas Baptist are the Redbirds, 13-8 and eight Indiana State, Bradley 11-10, and 10, uh, followed by Evansville 11-10. It looks like this conference tournament, which, which you said is going to be over at Duffy Bass Field on the campus of Illinois State in Bloomington Normal, that's going to be a really good tournament this year, the way the competition looks. So kind of paint us a little bit of a picture what uh, we could see in terms of competition from 
ISU and some of these teams that we were just naming. Well, yeah, well, like you said, Dallas Baptist did get the one seed because uh, they did win the series against the Redbirds this year. Um, so ISU gets a two seed. But like you were running through the records, it's no one really this year, there's no team that you can look at and say this team's going to just blow right through everyone they play because even Evansville, we saw an Evansville team at ISU this past weekend. That Evansville team won the most games they've won since, I want to say, 2012. And if you look back in their past three years, they've only won – they won a combined 30 games in their last three seasons. And then this year they're up at 26, 27 wins. So we see teams like Evansville, like you said, like Bradley. Uh, Indiana State is definitely a really good team this year too. We saw them take two out of three from the Redbirds at Duffy Bass Field earlier this year too. So there's really no surefire champion this year as we've seen in years past where usually we have teams like Dallas Baptist. They just run rough shot through the field. And it's really not going to be like that this year. In my opinion, I think any team can really go on a run and win this tournament. And the way it's looking at the bracket, the Redbirds are going to get a little bit of a break while we see some of these uh, other teams start playing first. We got Valpo, Missouri State, Bradley, Southern Illinois. So it looks like the Redbirds will have to wait and see who their opponent is. Uh, just kind of, I know you love brackets, Hector, so I'm going to ask you a little bit about your bracket for this tournament. Who do you predict will end up playing Illinois State 3 p.m. first pitch this Wednesday? You know, and, and that's tough because, like you said, that the four teams that are playing on Tuesday are really the four teams that were kind of in the middle of the pack all year, and we, we saw these teams play each other and really beat up on each other, and it's it's tough. I know I hate to give answers like this, but I honestly can't really pick a winner because, you know, baseball is a crazy game, and, you know, these teams have seen a lot of each other this year, and they've both had success against each other, so it's definitely – and it's honestly a toss-up. I, I really can't give you an answer on that one because it's just hard to call. Both of these teams can – honestly, whoever goes on to play ISU has the ability to even beat the Redbirds and go on a run and maybe even win the tournament. It's just that's how competitive the Valley's been this year. Yeah, no, I definitely will take your word for that on that. I, I love the – and we talk about it on the show all the time, so you kind of obviously have the similar idea from that. You expect yeah. inspector. I think that's the beauty of baseball, especially yeah. at the collegiate level. And I, I think this is just a fan in me. Even being on the show, we have our fan sides kind of coming out out of nowhere. Yeah. I am kind of curious if it could be Bradley or Missouri State. Those are kind of my two choices of the four just because of the strong program history of Missouri State Bears have especially. But also uh, Bradley can always come up and – Bite ice you in the backside sometimes, uh, whatever athletic program it is. So I think yeah. I'm going to have to go. I don't want to go against Valpo and the Salukis. I've seen they've had pretty good seasons respectively, but I'm going to go Missouri State ISU for Wednesday, personally. Um, but finishing out your bracket, where do you see ISU going? And I know you said it's kind of hard to predict, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Do you see? Yeah, you making it to the final game, and if so, who do you think they could be facing um, just based on the way it could unfold? Yeah, I definitely see them going all the way. Um, like like we said, like we've all seen, they've been one of the three super dominant teams this year. I'd say if you really look back at the beginning of the season, it's, it's been a Dallas Baptist, ISU, Indiana State Conference. Those have been the three best teams for the entire season. Um, I definitely can see the Redbirds making it all the way to the championship, and it wouldn't surprise me if it ends up being a Dallas Baptist ISU championship because, you know, those are the two best teams in the conference, and 
we've seen what they're capable of against all the other teams in this tournament. Um, so I have, I have, one, I'm 100% confident that these, this Redbird team um, has the ability to make it all the way to the championship game on Saturday. And I, I see them playing Dallas Baptist, and if that's the way it works out, it's going to be a hell of a game because those are the best two teams in the conference, and that's really who you want to see play each other. When it's all said and done, you want the two best teams playing each other for it all, and I think that's how it's going to be. Looks like you're having to hold in your excitement until Wednesday there. And I I, have, I just have to ask, you're on the student side of covering these games. So you're kind of on the same level of these players, you know, feeling certain things, having certain energy, like you said, losing streaks, winning streaks. It's probably been a lot of back-and-forth emotion and adrenaline throughout the season there for the Redbirds. What has the energy, though, been like this year compared to last year? I mean, you know, the softball team was more competitive than baseball last year. Now it's switched around this year. What is the energy like more for ISU baseball this year? Do you feel like maybe with the new coach, it's where it could have a really bright future as a, maybe a um, strong athletic program uh, for the Redbirds moving forward? Or what are you thinking? Yeah, definitely. There's been, even just in this short season, it's like we said, Steve Holmes' first season as a Redbird head coach. We've seen a big culture change. You know, these guys, they're here to win. They know they can win. Um, a lot of excitement in the team and surrounding the team. Like I said, these guys know how good they are and they know what they're capable of. And they're finally getting that recognition, not only in the local level on the conference level, but on the national level as well as they're one of the teams that are picked even before the results of the conference tournaments are said and done to be in the tournament. So, you know, the fact that they don't even really need to win the conference tournament to get in shows how good and how far they've come and they know and they see it and they recognize it but they're still out there with, with the chip on their shoulder. They know they're good, but they're out there, and they want to beat these teams, and they want to show the fans truly how good they are and how far they can actually go. Yeah, and I think they could go pretty far, too. Holm has a lot of really good experience in the tournament as well, so that's another good thing he brings to the table. But final question here, Hector. don't want to keep you too long. I'm sure you're getting ready for the game as we speak for Wednesday while we're talking here, so we appreciate that. But we got to talk about the players. Obviously, John Ray's a big name for ISU, a really key leader after they lost Owen Miller uh, through the Major League Baseball draft last season. After that season yeah. finished off, they got Noah Sadler. They got the Butler boys. They got Nick Zors, who was just named uh, with weak honors. The pitchers, bullpen looks real good. Lindgren got that win recently as well. Uh, Walker, Johnson, a lot of those names. Hedrick as well. Out of those names, and maybe ones I haven't touched on, which player do you think could have the biggest impact in this tournament? Because for every team, it's going to be a different player specifically that kind of just gets the ball rolling really well in the tournament, finds a groove, and just keeps it going, um, being that player and X factor the team needs. Who do you think that could be for ISU in the tournament starting Wednesday? Well, well, I think there could be a couple of them. Like you said, Brent Hedrick, um, the ace of the staff, we saw him in his final outing of the regular season on Thursday against Evansville. He pitched the opening game of that series and came out with the victory. Um, and he's officially, that was his eighth win on the season. And he's beaten every Valley team he's played this year. Every team he's pitched against, he's gotten the win. So, you know, he's beat all of these teams already. He knows what it takes to go out there and have a dominant pitching performance on the mound and lead his way to vic lead his team to victory. And on the offensive side, like you said, John Rave, the star coming into the season, like you said, Owen Miller got drafted, so people expected John Rave to come back and be the leader of this team, and that's exactly what he did. Um, he's, we've seen him 
and some mock drafts going as early as in the fourth round in the MLB draft. So he's been a player that everyone expected him to be. But one player that I was I really didn't see coming this year, the, uh, the way he's performed is uh, Joe Isles. He, uh, the leader in batting average, not only on the Redbirds, but in the entire conference. So he's, you know, the best hitter average-wise in the conference. So as him, John Rave, like you said, Nick Zoris had a big weekend against Evansville. The Butlers, um, Aiden Huggins at short is one of the best defenders in the conference. Um, Gunnar Peterson, the freshman uh, over in left field, making a huge impact on both sides of the uh, both sides of the ball for this team. So there's a lot of guys that can really make an impact. But to, to answer the question, I'm really looking at uh, Brent Hedrick, John Rave, and Joe Isles to come and lead this team through the tournament. Yeah, I think we're you obviously have my uh, scouting. Uh, of those three red already as those players I picked as well. Um, funny enough, uh, big fan of Isles, what he does in the field, both sides as well. Uh, really good in the outfield I've heard this year as well. So that's definitely a good list, Hector. We want to wish you the best of luck with your call Wednesday, travel safely down there on 55 and all that fun stuff. Uh, keep up the good work down there in the New York sports director. And let's go bring them uh, into the NCAA tournament and see what this baseball team can do. Thanks for coming yeah, out again, definitely. man. We're a pleasure to have you on, as usual. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, you know, I love coming on the show. First time as sports director. It's great that I got to be the first sports director on the show. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. It's always a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to the next time. So that was some really good insight on the growth of the Illinois State Redbird baseball team, uh, new conference champions. So congratulations to them as well uh, from us here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. But, that was some really good insight from Hector Carrion, the WZND sports director on the campus of Illinois State, that he shared with us on all things Redbird baseball. And it's been a really exciting season for that team. I know myself, I went to a game uh, on the fan side representing this show and not too long ago, and it was against Northern Illinois. They had a really good win against that team. But something Hector and I really touched on that I want to touch a little bit more in depth on right now is just that team identity that the Redbirds have improved. Uh, you know, when you bring in a new coach, it's really important that you bring in a guy that really not just brings better um, coaching styles to the team and managing of uh, games and situations in the game, but that really connects with the players. And if there's anything I've heard or seen with this new coach, Coach Steve Holm, uh, who is the uh, in his finishing his first year uh, ahead of at the helm of who's finishing his first season at the helm of the Redbird baseball team uh, for Illinois State University he really has brought some positive energy and uh, a really good improved culture to the Illinois State baseball team I wish them nothing but the best in this conference tournament and uh, they're gonna do real good I think I mean I think the exciting part as well for the program you know, with a new year one head coach like Steve Holm, they're going into the tournament for the NCAA baseball. Whatever happens, as Hector mentioned in the interview with me, whatever happens in the conference tournament. So that kind of gives them a lot more enthusiasm and energy going into this tournament. But we wish them nothing but the best of luck. We here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special want to congratulate the Illinois State Redbird baseball team, head coach Steve Holm and his staff over there on uh, becoming conference champions this year for 2019. Uh, a successful 32-1 season. We wish them nothing but the best of luck in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament being hosted at Duffy Bass Field, as well as uh, when they go into the NCAA Tournament. We wish them nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Now heading into the fav- 
Now heading into the end segment of the show that everyone enjoys, it's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can hop onto the podcast Facebook and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorite. So my choice is, it's not going to be a baseball movie because I've done a lot of those recently, but it's going to really connect to the ISU baseball team and their kind of surge this season compared to last year and the year before. I'm going to go with a scene from Rocky Three. And uh, it's the third installment of the uh, fabled uh, Rocky Balboa uh, saga, uh, started by Sylvester Stallone, written, played, uh, and starred in, and written by Sylvester Stallone as well years ago. This one came out in the 80s. It was uh, the third movie, like I said. And, uh, you know, it's Rocky after he wins the heavyweight championship of the world. And the scene I'm going to pick is he's taken down... By Clover Lang in two rounds. You know, his manager dies. He's taken down. And he's in Mickey's gym. That's now his. He inherited the gym from his old uh, manager and father-like figure, Mickey Goodmill. And who comes in out of nowhere than Apollo Creed? And, you know, he talks to him about how he lost the fight for the wrong reasons. And when you and I fought, and he's referring to their fight in uh, Rocky II, the rematch, where... Um, Rocky won the heavyweight championship of the world. Apollo saying, when you beat me, I didn't want to hear from anybody and nobody else that it was going to get better and that I can be somebody else. He didn't want to hear anything about it. Kind of where Rocky is right now. You know, kind of aside from himself right now, feeling really embarrassed or down about what happened, losing the title for the wrong reasons. As Apollo mentioned, he knows that's what happened. And he said, we got to get the edge back that you had before, Rocky. The eye of the tiger and we're going to have to start from the beginning to do that. And Apollo Creed takes on Rocky as his, um, at, to train him uh, specifically. And, you know, helps Rocky get the eye of the tiger mentality back. Um, admit that he's afraid and that he needs to get rid of it and just change it into who he was before. But even something more special uh, to win. Because Club Rally was a really good talent. And I'm comparing it to ISU Baseball. Just because, you know, this baseball team, even before this season, had a pretty good leader at the helm, but something happened. You know, they, they, they lost one of their star players last year, Owen Miller, at shortstop to the MLB draft, and they brought in a new coach. It's kind of like comparing the Rocky Three in a way where you build, bring in somebody different that helps you on another level and uh, brings you uh, back to where you need to go. And I'm comparing that to Coach Steve Holm. He's kind of like... That coach that's been really experienced in baseball over the years. He's been in a pitching coach, or and, and however, the the amount of time he's been involved in collegiate baseball in the NCAA specifically, um, and he brought that to ISU's baseball team. He brought his energy, his experience, and said, "Hey guys, I know there's things we need to fix. We have the eye of the tiger mentality here before, but we need to bring that back and make it even stronger with the pitching. Not just our offense, not just our defense that we're known for, but we got to be known for everything good." We got to do it for the better of our team, the better of the campus, and the program itself, and for the fans. And he brought that mentality to ISU, and now they have a 32-win uh, season in the regular season to uh, enjoy. 
uh, conference tournament on their home stadium starting this week and just starting tomorrow afternoon. Uh, and then they play Wednesday to start in the tournament. They're already in the NCAA tournament, which is very exciting for the program. So that that really compares, I think, Coach Steve Holm, what he brought the ISU's baseball team, changing them for the right in the right way. Uh, like what Apollo Creed did. Apollo Creed had experience as a fighter, even fighting Rocky. So um, he brought that mentality to Rocky and made him into something even more special than the great things Mickey did, which he's also known for with Rocky. But that's my movie moment favorite. I think that really compares to uh, ISU baseball's leader and what he brought to them to help them succeed, That those pieces fitting together, and then Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa. So that's my sports movie moment favorite. As we mentioned on the show, uh, we're going to be, you know, whenever we do live streams or anything coming up as well, uh, pe- people can share their sports movie moment favorites. I know we all have favorite scenes we like and different things like that. So whenever you hear it here like this on the show, uh, share it with us on Twitter with the hashtag Will's Fifth Quarter Special and, uh, you know, share with us in the comments sections whenever you see our postings or whatever. And, uh, the ones that we hear that we like the best, we will read in future episodes on the show. That is all the time we have in episode 35 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time to our YouTube live stream coming up later this week, where we're going to catch you guys up on all things Redbird Athletics, how they're doing in the tournament, the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs, how their teams are respectively doing the continued rise of the Cubs this season uh, early on, and the White Sox injuries, how can they recover from those, especially with the bright spot of getting Eloy Jimenez back in the lineup this week. Uh, We're going to talk to Chicago Bears. They're starting OTAs right now. And the Chicago Bulls, uh, we're going to recap a little bit uh, the draft lottery and some of the rumors that are coming out in uh, the trade rumor mill uh, for the point guard situation in the Chicago Bulls. So we're going to touch on all things that coming up, uh, some more exciting episodes coming our, your way in the next few weeks as well. We want to thank the new WZND sports director, Hector Carrion, for his time that he took to spend with us here on this special edition of the Redbird Sports Update and the fifth quarter sports talk. So Hector, we appreciate your time. Congratulations on your new role as sports director over at WZND. Appreciate your continued support for the show and what you guys do over there. Um, we wish you nothing but the best of luck in your career moving forward. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds at the end of a sports game, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrell, along with WZND director Hector Carrion, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials. Go to WilliamDFarlow.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow. The fifth quarter never stops. Never stops. Never stops. Here on Will's fifth quarter special.